0: G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. My name is Mitch Casey and today we are doing a rundown of the preseason and all the takeaways, everything we can learn from it. Let's go! Six, Jordan, open! Chicago with the lead! Bryant, to not a game, Not a game, not a game, we're talking about practice. LeBron James with no record for human life! he G'day, and welcome again to the fantasy, uh, the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA and on Instagram at Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball. And back again after a couple of uh, solo podcasts for myself, Callum Mack has rejoined the show uh, to talk some fantasy hoops. The guru himself, how you doing, man?
1: Yeah, doing pretty good, man. Uh Underway with preseason. Uh, there's always a few standout candidates when this happens this time of the year. So
0: yeah, doing well. A lot, yeah, do lot of hot takes being thrown around. We are going to be your guide here to what's real and what's the fake news. What what can we worry about? What can we sort of go, okay, let's let's actually put some stock into this and let's maybe pump the brakes, but maybe get on board the hype train. Uh, that's That's what we'll be talking about here today. But before we get into actual stuff that's happened on a basketball court, Two players that have been in the headlines all, all season. We've got Ben Simmons and we've got Kyrie Irving. Uh let's touch on Kyrie Irving first, because the news has dropped recently that the Nets are not going to be playing him at all, basically. That they're, they're they're not going to be uh allowing him to be a part-time player for the organization. So either he gets vaccinated and he joins the team like a regular player, or he doesn't play, basically, uh, for the Brooklyn Nets, whether or not that means he gets traded, retires. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what what happens. Uh, what are you doing with this information uh, as we, you know, we've got our draft coming up this weekend. Um, what What are you doing with this information when it comes to fantasy drafts, Cal?
1: Yeah, it's it's obviously pretty negative. Um, I'm pretty much just going to be all off on Kari in drafts. Yeah. He's this he could be out for the whole season. I think that's a realistic possibility He's not going to retire I wouldn't I wouldn't get that carried away. Um, there's been some articles out why he's kind of had his stance and apparently it is he wants to be the voice for the unheard. He's a bit of a preacher yeah. sure go for it um, If you want to look into that look it up but for me personally I'm, I'm hands off I'm not going to go near him unless it's like a pretty much like a flyer on the outside of the hundred.
0: Yeah yeah it's so hard because on one hand I'm like okay, red flag. He's not going to play a single game. Treat him like you know uh, Kawhi Leonard and Jamal Murray, and just don't draft him, um, or unless you get him like with your last few picks. On the other hand, I'm like, okay, the Brooklyn Nets are making this hard stance that he's gonna, he's not going to play any games, so he's basically not a part of the team. Uh, I don't know what that means in terms of money and things like that, or or anything. I don't know if there's any financial consequences. Um, although you know, maybe that doesn't matter, but. Maybe it pushes him to, to get the vaccination. Like maybe it forces a trade so he's out and it gets itself resolved quicker. Um, so, on that side of things, maybe it's a positive thing and we, we get something like figured out sooner rather than later. Uh, but I don't know. It's, it's so hard. I, right now, in my, in my rankings, I, I just did up my, my final sort of rankings of the season earlier today and, and I've, got him, I've got him around the 80 mark personally right now. More just because I hate that spot in drafts. And there's, there's so many little guys that I'd actually like drafting. So um, for me, it's around there. And it's only if all those other guys that I like that go ahead of him uh, are gone, which sometimes doesn't happen. Um, but even then, I, I don't love it. And, and it comes with a lot of risk still. You could just be throwing away a pick, but I don't know. That's around the point that I'm. I'm happy to draft him in in roto. It's probably a bit higher because you can you can stomach that. You, you know, if you get him, he might be there. Although it might still just be the entire season, so it's hard to know.
1: Yeah, I, look, I agree with your takes. Um, 80 is kind of fair. As I said, I was thinking outside the hundred at this point, but look, you're all right. Maybe this will push him. To joining the team again, so may, maybe it is going in the right direction. But do, do
0: you think there it could it's, be it's like a when trade?
1: Seems One step back, two steps forward. I don't think he's going to get traded because he's going to yeah. trade for him when he's going to threaten up the play. It, it doesn't really make sense. Well, well the I, thing, I thing is, though, it's for Kyrie has has to be like a contender, right?
0: Uh, yeah, but the thing is, though, it's only it's only New York and the Lake. Sorry, the the LA cities and uh, Golden State. So, you know, say he goes to I don't know. Denver, like he can play all their games there. Like it's not, it's not an issue. It's just, it's simply the the, the mandated thing. So there might be a team out there that wants him. Uh, probably not a team that wants to verse the Nets in the playoffs because then when you he's only playing half, the, he's only playing the home games. I don't know. It's 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 so strange. I I, I don't know what to do. I don't, I don't know how to wrap my head around it. But at, at this stage, yeah, avoid. He's probably going to be going off boards before we're comfortable drafting him. Um. On the other side of things, the other, the other talked about player in the preseason is Ben Simmons. Uh, apparently just rocked up to the Philadelphia 76's training facility, got his, uh, got his medical done, and, uh, was like, all right, guys, who's ready to play some basketball? And, uh, so yeah, he's, he's, he's back on the team, uh, apparently. Um, not gonna be awkward at all. No, no, nothing bad was said. Uh, what, what does this do for Ben Simmons's fantasy value? Uh, and do you, by this what like is he gonna actually play a game for the Philadelphia 76ers is it just gonna be like this James Harden situation like last year what's what's going on here Cal
1: um I I think it is positive for his outlook because he's he's still in the trade market and that's not changing he will be traded when a better candidate arrives I believe Uh, it's just kind of good to know that he will still be playing games is kind of like what I've gotten from this so I think it's all overall positive it'll be similar to what you saw from a Jimmy Butler a couple of years ago in the Timberwolves, how they rested him kind of every third game. Um, and and then knew like, he wanted to get out of there. They knew he wanted to get out of there. It was very much um, just let him play, make him sh- showcase his skills, get him out of here. Yeah. Uh, I think that's uh, headed in the, in the same direction.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point actually you bring up with the, the Jimmy Butler situation where like, you know, yeah he was there but he'll have a few phantom injuries or he's like oh he's got a bit of a sore knee or you know something yeah, oh, like
1: bruised knee take, take him yeah, for two days. That, yep. that's
0: a good point. I didn't I didn't quite consider that when I was um thinking about this news. So that that definitely is still a risk factor. Um uh, but it's obviously positive from where he was. Um I think in in the a twenty team mock draft that I did with Josh Lloyd, I got him at peak like seventy two. In, or 74 or something like that, uh, and I was in a punt free throw percentage build. So uh, at that point, I'm very comfortable drafting him. I think with all the news surrounding him, you can get him at a fairly good discount. So if you can get him outside, you know, 50 or 60, that I think that's good value because, um, you know, in a punt free throw, punt threes build, he's a potential top 30, top 25 player. So um, he's someone that you can get some good value on in the right build. Obviously, if you're not punting free throws, he's probably not... Worth the risk, uh, at least until much later. Um, but yeah, in those punt free throw builds, he is still someone I am, I am keen on drafting. Um, and, and there's some rumors out there that when the players who are signed in the offseason are now eligible to trade, I think it's around December 15 or something like that. Um, that's when some more of the trade market stuff is going to heat up. But but who knows? Who really does know when, when the trade will happen um, at any point? All right, let's, let's go on to a couple of preseason takeaways. Uh, we're splitting this up into two sections. We're, we're looking at like the rotation highlights and everything, everything that changes in terms of things we've seen with who's starting, who's not, and what's going on. Um, and so we're starting with that. Let's start over in Cleveland, where it looks like Evan Mobley is going to be starting day one over Larry Markland next to, um, Jarrett Allen. What are you, what are your thoughts on Evan Mobley in drafts this year, Callum?
1: Um, I think this value really improves it because there was some question marks there. Um, And and also this is play as well. Like he dropped a 15.10 rebound, four assists, two steals, three block game um, in 32 minutes. So per minute, that's huge. That's awesome. If he can maintain, if he can put up numbers like that, that's going to be absolutely fantastic. That's like second round kind of value. Um, So I I think it's definitely positive. I think the Cavs are realizing that um, they can play him alongside other bigs. Um, he can even play some three. You saw him play some three with two other bigs next to him because he's quite mobile. Uh, yeah. So he, I think he does have a fair bit of minutes in him. So I think overall, yeah, this is really positive. For someone that late in the draft to get blocks, which is really hard to come by because right now he's in the 90s on Yahoo. Yeah. Preseason rank, yeah, 90s. So to get someone that late, um, I think it's pretty good. I'd even be reaching him a bit higher, maybe in the 80s, um, potentially 70s now.
0: Yeah, I, I I've got him ranked dead on eighty on my board, so I, I think he is someone who does present himself a little bit. There's still the risk there. He's still a rookie. He's he had an awesome night the other night. Not every night's going to be that good, obviously. Uh, but just watching him play, man, like this guy is. I know this work is thrown around, but he's a unicorn. Like his ball handling skills, his passing skills are underrated. The shot, I think, is going to get there. Maybe not this year, but he's got the defense. He's just um. In fantasy, he he's going to tick a lot of boxes. Um, so I hope if you had the second pick in a dynasty draft, you selected K, uh, sorry Evan Mobley, because I, I do think that he's going to be a special player down the line. And he could be... Look, if he's a top 50 player this year, and he just figures it out from the get-go, I wouldn't be totally stunned. Uh, he's got that kind of upside just because of his fantasy-friendly game. Uh, what do you think this does for Lowry Markin's value? Um,
1: I just think he's just gonna have a drop in minutes. So this could even make him undraftable, honestly. Yeah, um, just because. I'm really there with you. Yeah, I, I think he's pretty much a waiver wire at this point in time. If there's injuries with I don't know maybe they'll rest Mobley or there's injuries with their other center. You, he- you could have a bit of a fly. but at this point, I'm I'm not confident drafting him at all.
0: Yeah, like you said, they they were trying like a few like uh big lineups with Lowry, Mobley, and Allen out there at the starting lineup together. But I think that was without Garland and Sexland. Without sexland there, the um, Sexton and Darius Garland there, so Rubio was running the, running the point. Okoro, I think, was at the guard position. So I don't think that's going to be, I think, that they actually do in regular season games. So yeah, I, I'm sort of with you. I think he's a very late round guy. He's a threes specialist, and he's a center eligible player that you might, if you're punting like the center position, you could you can whack into that spot there and give you some threes uh, on a nightly basis. But but that's that's about it. I see with um, with marketing these days. Let's let's go over to to my team, the Boston Celtics, and what's happening in their front court. Um, Robert Williams has started every preseason game so far. Al Horford's first game he came off the bench, but in an interview he said he was uh, expects to be starting in the season. And then they started him and um, Robert Williams together. And it's also since then Al Horford has also uh, tested positive for coronavirus. So uh, a few things happening there at Boston. What do you think this means for both Robert Williams and for Al Horford's value?
1: I'll start with Robert Williams. I think this is positive. Um, potentially, we were debating if Al Horford would steal his starting position, but it, but it seems like they're both going to be plugged in there, um, which means Robert Williams can, can still get his blocks, can still get his offensive rebounds, can still get his field goal. Al Horford's a great passer. He does spread the court to some degree, so I, I don't really think that affects Robert Williams on the offensive end for his field goal. Um so I, look, I think it can work um, with, with Al Horford. I think once again, this is positive because I was talking of him maybe being a sixth man coming off the bench or he could, I think this kind of concretes in a bit of a role, the COVID stuff. You'd like to think it passes in a couple of weeks. Um, if he misses the first week of, of the season, that's not a deal breaker in terms yeah. of drafting a lot of guys, you know, that's to be expected. So yeah. overall definite pluses net pluses for both players.
0: Yeah, I think this is this is awesome news for Robert Williams because we were worried about the minutes and things like that. Like, what was he? He was top 80 or something last year in like 19 minutes per game. If he can get like 26 to 28 minutes a night, he is a legitimate top, I don't want to get too crazy here, but a top 35, top 30 player. Uh, per game if he can get those kind of minutes and stay healthy uh, just because those blocks the field goal percentage he's actually a decent passer he, he can get you sort of t- between two and three assists a game um, the rebounds are going to be there the field goal percentage is uh, super elite um, some of those things don't all necessarily carry over when you get more minutes sometimes it's it's not a direct correlation Um, So I do still, we had him in our our bus show when he was ranked, I think, 48th. He's now moved back to 55, and with this news of them starting together, I think I would be happy taking him inside the top 50 now. Um, But I wouldn't go crazy. I wouldn't reach inside the top 40. Um, He's in the mid to late 40s for me in terms of value. Is that sort of where you're comfortable drafting? I know you were a bit lower on him earlier, but does this change your mind?
1: Um, I think it's a net positive, but I'm I'm still a bit more off him in comparison to yourself. um, I wouldn't be taking him in the top 50 personally, unless he fits your build. Um, If you're punning points or threes, maybe. Yeah, um, But otherwise, I'm, I'm not completely sold on him. Maybe I'm, I'm more the 60 to 70 range it, for him. It
0: is something to take into consideration because, yes, points, he's only going to score maybe like 9 or 10 points per game. And it is a big difference between the other guys going around that zone. So, like Draymond Green sometimes is around that sort of spot style. As soon as you take him, you kind of put yourself in a bit of a hole there. So, um, do take that into consideration. Uh, even though his value may be higher, it, it probably drops him down a little bit. Um, and what, are we, what do you think about Al Horford? Where, where are you happy taking him? I, I still think he's still outside the top 100 for me, um, just because you know he's not going to be the focal point. He's not going to get as much usage on this team like he did in OKC, even though that shutdown risk isn't there. I think his per-game numbers are going to drop compared to that. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, I agree that per-game numbers will come down. Um, they did showcase his talent in OKC. He was around about the 60th best player on a per-game basis um, last season. Um, according to Basketball Monster so, so that's pretty pretty solid I expect him to drop um, He's always a good guy uh, sorry He's always a good big To get you some assists though yeah. um, And with Marcus Smart Essentially running the point Is what it's forecasted They will definitely Still run plays through him Yeah um, So I would expect his numbers To go down to Maybe 12 points um, But then he'll also get Your 7 rebounds And 3 assists And then close to your 1 steal 1 block So it's really the points That might come down a bit um, Outside of that I think it will Kind of be maintained So overall His, um, his value should I think he's top 100
0: yeah, okay, fair enough. I, I think um, I I'll say view him, yeah, I view him. I view him maybe just after 100, just to take into account maybe some like extra rest days and and maybe limited upside. Um, but yeah, I could if he's you know the 90th best player, I'd not be shocked at all. So I think that's that's pretty standard there. Um, let's go into another preseason notes takeaway. Time to talk about the Minnesota Tim Wolves and my guy Jaden McDaniels. He has been starting, logging heavy minutes at both the small forward and power forward. Um, First couple of games was very quiet. Last game, much better, was much more aggressive. What are your thoughts on Jed McDaniels and have, have you has your thoughts on him changed at all in, in the last uh, month or so since we've been talking about him? And also, who do you think is going to be the fifth starter there? Uh, they've tested out Akogi, Beasley and Vanderbilt in three different games. Who do you think eventually gets the job?
1: So firstly, Jed McDaniels, um, I think where he's ranked right now, 105, I, I was a bit more off him than, than yourself. But, yeah. but looking at potentially what he could perform with blocks, um, I'm kind of coming around to it just because he's got the minutes and it looks like he's locked into that power forward. So I'm kind of happy just in, in that 105 uh, kind of spectrum, give or take, you know, plus minus you know, 10, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, the the starting five I think is a good question between Vanderbilt, Beasley, and Kogi. I'm starting to get the impression maybe they're going to set Beasley off the bench as a six-man and go with Kogi, just to have a bit more size um, just because I, th- this lineup is going to be great offensively. Defensively, will struggle. Um, maybe they just want to lock in Kogi from over defensive presence outside of Beasley. But look, things could change. I, I'd flip a coin between those two. I don't think Vanderbilt will get it personally.
0: Yeah. Do you think there's any value in either one if they do get it?
1: I think Beasley definitely could get talent because yeah. I mean the man dropped 20 points a game he did. and to drop 20 points a game in the NBA is pretty pretty tough. Um, so even if he's a bench role, he could put up 18 points a game where he could do similar numbers potentially to a Jordan Clarks. And if he gets the the starting role, um, I still think it'd probably be around the 18 points a game because there's more shots to go around. But I I think he's definitely ownable out of the three.
0: I, I honestly think that he could be better if he's coming off the bench personally because he's going to have all the uses to himself when he's going to be sharing the court with Cat Edwards uh, and D'Angelo Russell. On the starting lineup, so I think I think the Timberwolves should start a Kogi, and then they should bring Beasley off the bench as like a six man. Uh, but whether or not that happens, I'm not sure. Um, he is one dimensional in terms of points and threes, maybe some free throws percentage. I like his categories. Um, we've seen that in the past with a few other guys like Jordan Clarkson, etc. Those those sort of types. So I would view him very similar to those guys, but with a bit of question mark with his role, maybe a bit further down uh, than some of those guys. So fine guy to draft. I just don't know where the upside really is with uh, a few other guys moving ahead of him in the pecking order compared to last year and Edwards and, and all that sort of type taking a step forward. So um, And Okogi, yeah, don't care. Starts, don't care. He's not going to be good at fantasy. <laughs> um, yeah, and in terms of... Uh, who are we talking about? Yeah. Um, oh, Jeremy Daniels. Yeah, I think... I, I, I like him around that spot, although I think that there are... Compared to some of our other other guys who are like my my guys earlier in the in the preseason, a lot of them have sort of lifted. We'll talk about a few um, later, and and he's kind of just doing his thing. So uh, while I think he's fine around that spot, I think that there are guys ranked lower, especially on Yahoo, that I would be more happy to reach for um, than than Ajayi McDaniel's. I'm not I'm not reaching. For Jaden, if he falls to me, then I'm happy to get him. but I'm not super enthused to, to grab him inside the top 100 um, to maybe what I thought I would have been earlier. Let's move on. What else have we got going on in the NBA? Uh, let's head over. Oh, talking about a few hype guys. Kyle Anderson looks like he's moving to the bench in Memphis, and also um, Dylan Brooks looks like he's going to miss the first couple of weeks of the season. Um, so... Looks like we might get a starting uh, lineup that includes um, Desmond Bain and D'Anthony Melton, at least for the first couple of weeks while Brooks is injured. But even when Brooks is back, the fact that um, Kyle Anderson is now starting on the bench, Brooks goes over to the three, we're going to get a starting lineup of Bain or Melton there. Who, who do you think takes the job in the long run and um, how do you value both of these players?
1: Um, look, I, I think I have a feeling that you're going to go Melton because I, I know you're a fan. Um, I'm actually a big fan of Bain. I, lo- I like Desmond yeah, Bain. Uh, fair enough. Um, he, he's a great three and D guy. He's, he's big. He he only really dropped in the draft last year because of his age. Um, his so, I think his I mean,
0: wingspan look, I think was another thing as well.
1: Yeah, but like, look, the man—he's a big body. He's still six foot six. So he's to, to those biceps, that- man,
0: he's got the he's got those semi ogre biceps. He does. He yeah. really does. He's a, he's a big boy. He's <laughs> definitely a big
1: boy. And, and the man can, he's got a great shot. He can hit the three. Um, I think they're going to go a bit more of the youth movement this year. Um, and, and I think his ceiling could be pretty high. Look, he's still only 23. Like yeah. He's he slid in the drafts because he was 22. I mean, fair enough. But he can, he's definitely, he can grow. He got some good minutes under his belt last season. This could be a breakout year for him. Um, you could have a bit of a fire in, in deeper drafts. Maybe I could recommend it, maybe in 14 team drafts. Otherwise, I'd add him to your waiver wire.
0: Look, uh, in my uh, I was tweeting about this earlier. In my I was doing a I'm doing a cash roto league at Hoople. I drafted both of these guys. I drafted them both back to back with each other, with my last uh, starting rotation spot and my first bench spot. So, um, I think that they're both draftable players. I have Melton a- higher just because his stat set is more. Diverse, He gets he gets you steals. He gets you decent blocks from um, the guard position. Uh, he can get you some more assists, I think, than Desmond Bain. I think Bain's going to give you lots of threes. The points are going to be decent, and the efficiency is going to be okay. So if you value low turnovers and good efficiency, then he's going to do all right there. But I think both of them are worth grabbing. I do think Bain gets the starting lo- job long-term. I think he's going to be the starting two guy and Melton comes off the bench. But I think Melton only needs 26, 28 minutes a night, and he's he's going to be a, a bit of a fantasy beast. So I am happy to draft them as soon as it ticks over into the hundreds. Um, maybe Bain closer to 120, 130, um, because he doesn't have that per minute upside that Melton does. Um, are you happy with those sort of... like? Is that sort of similar? Or are you a bit further back on Melton? Are you probably closer to 120 with Melton as well?
1: Um, I I'd probably got a little bit further outside, maybe, yeah, maybe one thirty to one forty, just because we know Brooks will be coming back and he probably will demand minutes.
0: Yeah, and he he does like to jack up shots, as we know. Um, let's go. One more uh, major thing to talk about here. It looks like Eric Bledsoe and All-Star Reggie Jackson are going to be the starting backcourt over in Clipper Land. One of the guys we we did highlight was Terrence Mann um, as a potential breakout slash uh, flyer guy. Do you still like Terrence Mann or or have you sort of soured a little bit on him after hearing this?
1: I I still kind of like him. I actually think he is a six-man potential candidate in terms of... I think he could put up numbers. I think I can see in closing games, they like that small ball lineup. They did it in the playoffs. Um, Maybe they'll go up more the traditional big lineup and, and go the small ball stuff. Similar to what Golden State have done in, in previous years. So I still think the minutes will be there. That's the main thing for fantasy. Um, I could see him putting up 18 points a game. Honestly, if, if everything goes right, he could. And he could even steal a starting role from someone. Um, we know Bledsoe and Reggie seem to always kind of have injuries throughout every season as well. Um, so I, I dare say he will be starting a fair few games regardless.
0: You and I are not the biggest Reggie, uh, sorry Eric Bledsoe fan. He he was our All, all Washed Player of 2021 <laughs> last year. So uh, we're we're not the biggest uh, advocates for Eric Bledsoe. So maybe a slight bias opinion there. But I I, I agree with you. Like I said a little bit about Jaden McDaniels, a few other guys have elevated themselves and proven themselves and proven the hype. Uh, so they've lifted themselves up. Terrence Mann has come down a little bit uh, for me. So for me, I, I think he's a fine last round pick, maybe second last round pick if, if you need to, but I wouldn't be reaching higher than that. All right, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I'd be doing like a
1: fire than the second to last round as well. Yeah.
0: yeah. Let's um, talk about... Okay, this is this is probably the guy... He's probably going to be the thumbnail of this of this video. Uh, let's talk about one of the highlight performances of the preseason so far. Uh, Jordan Poole. Uh, the man, the man is balling. Uh, I'll, I'll say that much. And we we did highlight him. We we have had him in our deep sleepers. Um, so go check those out. But he he's surpassing my expectations. Uh, he's looking really good out there. The hype is catching up. In a few mocks, he's going pretty high. Uh, how high can we take Jordan Poole?
1: And, and look, that's a good question. Um, he's been killing it, and I think this is sustainable. He's he's looking amazing out there. I think he'll compliment Steph Curry. Even when Clay comes back, there was talk yes. of, because of his injury, he will be playing a bit more of the three just because he went out of that lateral quickness to guard the two. So I think he he pretty much slides into that two role. Um, I'm pretty confident in him. I, I, I was looking at Yahoo ranks, and he's, right now he's ranked 111 which is um, oh, really? definitely way too that's, low.
0: That's moved That's moved up, though. I think he was outside the top 150 uh, even just a few days ago.
1: I think there was a recent update. I was going through yeah. it today, and, and people are definitely moving around still, um, so they're, they're getting ready for the season to start.
0: Sneaky Yahoo, huh? Um,
1: but, look, one comparison I, I would compare him to was um, your Norm Powell playing for... Um, uh, look, he, he was ranked at 74 yeah. um, right now in fantasy, and, and his output is kind of like the 18 points... You know, four rebounds, bad assists, um, but you know, good threes. I, I feel like if, if he replicates some of those stats, he's obviously got a better ceiling. Um, yeah. So I think that's a good comparison. Look, Norman Powell ranked at seventy-four. Whether that's true, like good ranking or not, I think Jordan Poole right now his his um, floor is kind of at those stats, right?
0: Yeah. Look, it's it's so funny you, you bring that name up because uh, like I said, I did my like final rankings today, and I've got I've got Norman Powell. And uh, Jordan Pool back to back in my rankings. Uh, <laughs> it's a great comparison, yeah, man, isn't it? And right now, right now, I've got I've got Pool higher. Uh, I've got yeah, Pool higher and, than all I power. agree. I'd be doing the same. Yeah. And um, now it's not it's not at seventy like it's not at seventy four. It's it's sort of halfway between the two. Um, so I'm looking at like the eighty five to ninety zone. We we want to be careful though because you don't necessarily want to go too early. I mean, uh, it's good news that we he's moved up to one hundred eleven. So Look, I, I think if you can get him in the nineties, hundred, if you if you if you, um, you know you're not with some as savvy owners out there, uh, I think then there's still room for him to grow. But if you start reaching too early in like the seventies, even early eighties, you, you take away the value, and there is downside. We don't know what it's going to be like when Clay comes back, um, but right now he he is looking really good. So w- would you agree with that kind of range?
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think it's um I think that's fine. Take him in I I'd be considering him in the eighties, honestly. Um I think that's where he should be going around there. And that's because look, he can be great in points, great in threes. Um outside of that, it's probably not elite really anywhere else. Um he'll get you a few assists as well. But in terms of the point output um with those other things, I, I think I think he's definitely around the eighty range. Yeah, For a starting point guard, he'll get minutes. That's the main thing. Minutes.
0: He is a bit of a, I'm not sure how much he's going to produce outside of the points and threes and free throw percentage. Maybe he gets some steals and a few assists here and there because there's not too many playmaking on this team outside of Draymond and Steph. So, you know, he might get, you know, three assists or so there. Don't know what the rebounds are going to be like, but yeah, he's looking really, really good. And um, again, we're going to do another podcast with a few awards and his name might come up. Let's go on to the next guy who is uh, creating a bit of buzz, and it's the big guy, your boy Callum uh, Mo Bumba. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's put up fantasy stats, and we've always said we've always said that he we don't like his game, but he puts up fantasy stats, and that's what he's doing right now. He he's looked better. I will admit that if you, I've been watching a few of his highlights, he, he's been looking better. He's moving a bit better. What, what are you thinking with Mo Bamba in fantasy this year? Um, where are you taking him?
1: the The reason I hated Bumba previously was just because the man's like seven foot tall. He's got the longest arms in the world. He looks his like a tarantula out there. Yeah, his wingspan he's like a bigger version of Durant, yeah, yeah, wingspan through the roof. and and all he would do is just wanna hit threes. Yeah. Um, but now, look, I've seen him getting fed in the post. He's doing some faders. he's doing a bit more. I really like the production that I'm seeing. and and with he, he had a preseason game, I think about five blocks. Yes. um yeah, five blocks, two th- um threes as well to go over sixteen and ten. Uh, that that's pretty huge. Yeah, that, and I think um, that was in
0: like twenty three minutes or something like that. It was yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah,
1: one turnover in yeah in twenty seven minutes. So uh, yeah. if he can get twenty seven minutes a game, um, I, he's a permanent beast. Uh, this is what he'll put up, and he could be one of the biggest steals of the draft. So twenty seven minutes a game. If
0: he gets twenty seven minutes a game, he's top 60. top fifty potential yeah. easily. Top sixty, maybe top fifty. Like he he's got that kind of. That kind of value, just because of the blocks, the, the threes, blocks. the free throw percentage, the field goal percentage, rebounds, like at low turnovers, all he's going to not do is give you steals and assists. And other than that, he's going to be, he's going to do every other category. So um, yeah, it's, it's tough though. I still, I still think Wendell Carter's the better player, but. I they can know. play
1: together, though. that's the thing. They did start them together as they a bit did. of a trial run. And I, don't I wouldn't if... be surprised if they do do that a fair bit. And, and, and I feel like they'll probably stagger the minutes anyway. They could start them and stagger, and both of them would end up with about 25 minutes anyway.
0: Yeah, 25, 26. Yeah, I'd, pro- I'd probably see that. So um, I'm now definitely drafting uh, Bamba ahead of Carter Jr. Um, he's right around 100 for me. Late 90s, 100. Do, do you sort of see him or are you earlier?
1: I'm going I'm going a bit higher. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm on the damn wagon.
0: I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it cuz like you said there's upside. There is still plenty of upside there if things go your way. So uh I don't mind it. Do, where, where do you have do you have him ahead of like a Daniel Gafford?
1: Uh, I've got him I actually do because the uncertainty with Thomas yep. Bryant coming back and you got Trez Harrell. um and and Gafford's always had some minute restrictions in terms of he gets in the foul trouble. Yeah. Barber I'm 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 getting gaining some confidence. I'm, I'm going 80s 90s for myself.
0: Very interesting. It's funny how the tables turn. It's fun. <laughs> uh, let's touch on another guy now. This this is this is one of my guys here. I think this is going to be like one of my my guys this season. And it's it's OG Ananobi. Uh, he's looking aggressive. Uh, his rank has increased since he was uh, a massive sleeper. You know, early in the preseason when he was ranked in the 60s, which was ridiculous. He's ranked, I think, what is he now? Like 44, I think I last checked. Although that might have been different since you seem to think that they've changed some things. Let me just double check.
1: Uh, I think that sounds about right. He was in the, the mid-40s. Yeah. And I, and I still think that's kind of where 45. he... There you go, 45. I'm still kind of okay with that. I think that's where he he deserves to be. He will be elite in steals. Uh, but the points won't be super elite for other players at that category. The assists won't really be there either. Um, the three should be pretty solid. But look, I think he this suits the... yeah. Forty-five, like forty to fifty range. I'm, I'm pr- very comfortable with. Yes, he's a young player, but yes, remember, Siakam will be coming back. Yes, Siakam will demand um, a lot Boucher, of touches on the ball as well. Boucher is so, coming back, and and they got Scotty Barnes as well, who's been killing it uh, in preseason. I'm big Scotty Barnes fan. So look, they could all play together. Yes, but um, maybe this combination of Scotty Barnes and uh, a Siakam could steal some minutes from him.
0: Uh, I, I'm going to respectfully disagree, and I think that I think OG. I think OG is in for a massive season and I am, I'm very excited about what he's going to be doing. Um, I would be comfortable taking him in the thirties. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he's a top 25 player this year, just because of his game is so fantasy friendly. He, you know, he's efficient. He gets steals, he gets blocks. He's going to put up threes. His turnovers are not going to kill you. He's just, he's just an excellent fantasy player. Um, Almost now. This might sound blasphemous, but almost reminiscent of like a Kawhi Leonard kind of style, um, and that that sounds like a high level of praise. Now I don't think he's that good. Obviously, uh, that's 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 really really hard to sort of live up to. But he's been looking really good, man. I like just watching him play, uh, he's he's improved a lot, and and I am very comfortable taking him in the thirties. I I have him, Jalen Brown. And Michael Porter Jr. all very close in my personal rankings, and in terms of the Yahoo and all those other rankings, there's a big difference in those two. So I think there's, I still think that there's value left in OG, um, and yeah, he's definitely a poster child for one of my my guys this year.
1: Yeah, well, with the comparison to Kawhi, um, in terms of a lockdown defender, he is there, and the yeah. steals are there for fantasy. He will be elite there. So once you get him, you can feel a bit more comfortable in that category.
0: Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Let's talk about some old heads. Uh, Stephen Adams is looking rejuvenated over in uh, over in Memphis. Um, what are, what are we doing with it, Stephen Adams? Are, are we are we buying this or is this fool's gold? What's what's going on?
1: <laughs> I'm actually kind of buying it. Is that yeah. is that a bad thing? Um hey, it's not a bad thing. We love Stephen Adams. Our Kiwi I'm definitely. I'm definitely on the bandwagon with Stephen Adams, and, and I'll explain why. Because Stephen Adams, for all of his career, he played with a Russell Westbrook, who he boxed out and let him take some rebounds. Fair. Um, and and then last season, he was playing just not in a great fit for him. Um, yeah. He wasn't closing some games. Stan Van Gundy was a terrible coach. Zion Williams Zion, started playing the yeah. point Zion, which is terrible for him because he needs to be in the lane. And he's not like a true point guard either. He just kind of runs in the lane and kicks it out to shooters. So it did not compliment Steven Adams, and now he's playing with uh, Ja Morant, who's crazy agile. He'll set amazing screens in this role. I guess field goal will be huge. He'll get more rebounds. He'll get more points. I, I think this man can easily average just 10 and 10 on amazing field goal. And where he's ranked right now, um, I think it's like he's 120. Um, I think he's outside the 120, and I, and I was thinking inside the 120 personally. I think he's about like 140-ish or something. But yeah, I, I'd be looking at him. He's at um, 153 to- on
0: Yahoo. So there you there, go.
1: there you go. I'm starting to think like when I get to 100, and if I need a big man, um, I'm looking at Stephen potentially, depending on who else is on the board at that point, because you know, bigs are hard to come by as well.
0: I think, I think he'll give you rebounds early in the season. And because he's playing next to, like, if he's starting, he's starting next to Jaron Jackson Jr. No rebounds there. Uh, it looks like, you know, if they're starting a Melton, Bain, Morant um, lineup. Like, there's the, all, all four of those players are averaging, like, under five rebounds a game. So, all the rebounds are going to Steven Adams. So, he's going to be an excellent rebound streamer, if anything, like, at worst. Um, look, the free throw percentage is still going to be a concern. I'm not being swayed by his new free throw stroke and it looking nice and shooting well in the preseason. Um, things can change very quickly. But, yeah, look, I think he's, he, can, he can be drafted. Uh, sure, I just there's not much upside um, which is kind of what i 'm personally searching for at that point in the draft in a deeper league he gets a lot more valuable to me like a 1416 team league because you 're still trying to fill out like your starting roster at that point. So look if if you need a rebounder, some solid field goal percentage, sure go for it but i just i don't think he 's ever going to be like a league winning pick or anything like that nothing nothing too exciting, which is what i 'm trying to do at that point in the draft.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Look, I think you touched on it before. He's a rebounding streamer. So when you get to hundred, and you're like, I really need some rebounds to be competitive, pick up Steven Adams. He'll be reliable, I think, all year. And um, there's no, I think he'll put up around that 100ish value. So it's not going to be not going to be a bad pick. He'll be consistent, I think. So
0: um, we'll touch real quickly on the last one. I just want to touch on Bam at a bio. He is someone who is is very easily going sometimes early second, mid second rounds. I just want to throw a flag out there. He has not been getting anywhere close to the amount of assists that we are accustomed to seeing out of Bam early in the prison. It's a small sample size, um, but it was something that I was worried about with the inclusion of Kyle Lowry, who's a much better ball handler and playmaker than Dragic was. What do you think? Do you think this is real, or do you think that this is just a small sample size and you're not too worried about Bam's assist numbers dropping?
1: I think it's a small sample size. I'm not like getting too carried away because Kyle Larry can work pretty well off ball, and so does Jimmy. I still think they'll complement each other. It's not like Kyle Larry, um demands the ball from that from that perspective either. Um, so, look, I'm I'm still pretty high on Bam. Like he averaged 5.4 yeah. assists last season. Um, look, maybe that goes down to, but I still, I still think it'll be about five or four and a half. It'll still be good for a big man.
0: Yeah, I, I still think it'll be, it'll be a plus uh, for a big man. But uh, yeah, it could get down to maybe four per game. I think you know, and a steal and a half less. And at, when you're at that height of the draft, it is enough to sort of drop your value a little bit. And and I'm, I'm seeing him more as like a late second round pick personally. Uh, the only problem is I don't really know who I'm replacing him with. I mean, the second round's a bit funny. I don't, I don't really know who can crack into that sort of second tier of, of guys. Um, you know, after your Trey Youngs, Fred VanVleet, Jimmy Butler's. After that, you know, normally you'd have Zion and Kyrie, but Zion with the foot, I don't know. Vucevic. Then you start to get into those big guys, but I think a few of them are going to take a step back. You know, with um, you know a few inclusions with Randall. Vucevic is on you know a few different teammates. So. Zach Levine's yeah he's gonna get knocked back so I don't, I don't know It's it's a weird point in the draft for me so yeah he's still probably there but i think yeah there's maybe the gap is just bigger between those guys
1: but i look i think it's a good point if this dude drop um right now he's at 18 um he really could fall out to like the 30 or something so that that is fair i would be a bit worried
0: yeah, look, I don't think that's going to kill your draft, but just, just keep it in mind and make sure that I, I wouldn't be just locking him in away for five and a half assists. Um, uh, maybe take it down to like four, four and a half would be, would be my projection. All right. Let's, uh, let's wrap it up there, mate. We, we. Uh, doing plenty more podcasts. Our next one coming out is going to be a Q&A podcast. We've already clicked all the questions, so, so ch- stay tuned for that, guys. Um, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're watching on YouTube and you haven't subscribed, what are you doing? Click, click, click subscribe. You'll never miss a video. Um, we're going to be... Oh, wrong button. We, we're, we're doing more videos into the season uh, to help you win your, win your leagues and um, make sure you're subscribed. If you're on uh, Apple Podcasts, Give us a five-star rating. Make sure you subscribe over there. Follow us on Twitter, at Ball Boys NBA. And um, we'll catch you guys next time. Laters.